Welcome to Four Points Online. We are so honored that you're with us here today. And if God has used this ministry to change your life, we want to hear about it. So go to fourpoints.org slash mystory and tell us. You know what, it's because of your generosity that we are able to expand the kingdom. If you want to give and be a part of what God's doing here at Four Points, go to our website and choose the safe and secure option. Or you can download our app and give there as well. And now we are so excited about hearing a powerful word from God today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. I'm so excited about today. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you for hanging in there. I'm really pumped about today. Um, I miss you guys being here. I want to just say this before we start. Uh, I did not want to cancel service. We did not want to cancel service. Uh, we, we got together as a team and talked about it. And the, Here's the truth. We probably could have had a service today where you came, but it just, when we prayed through it, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth putting you in harm's way. And um, so we decided to do it this way, and we're going to do an abbreviated message. I miss worshiping. I miss uh, having the time where we can come together and just celebrate the Lord. And, and so I'm certainly missing that today, but I believe God ordained this day. Um, and I want to kind of explain why. And so let me just say I love you. I'm so honored that you would join us today. And um, next week we will crank up our sermon series, His and Hers. I'm not doing that today. I'm going to do um, a second part of All Things New. And I want to tell you why I'm doing this uh, before I really crank into the message. I really believe that God put in my heart two weeks ago that All Things New was just, that, we, that He was setting us up. And I'm talking individually in your home or driving down the road or wherever you are. I believe that God is setting this thing up today and has been setting this thing up for you, that, that God really is working all things for our good, that God is doing a new thing. But here's the reality. Um, a lot of times it feels like God's doing a new thing, and he's hitting everybody but me. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, it feels like, it feels like God's working it all for our good, but it seems like it's their good and not my good sometimes. And so two weeks ago, I just felt compelled that this was where God was going to take us and that this was my life's journey, but our lives' journeys together. And <clears throat> so we wrote the 21-day devotional, and, and we, we got together and began to pray. And we didn't think that this was the series to start the year. We thought that last week was the first day. And then I just kind of felt like God was going to do something where it was going to be week two as well, that he wanted this message to be done as well. And so this is the question that I have for you guys, because I really believe that all of you want things new, that, that all of you want to see God do great things in, in, in 2017. And, and so, so hopefully you've, you've signed up for our 21-day devotional on all things new. And if you haven't, you can go to our website today and you can sign up for that. And, but, but the question is, is, why does it seem like this new thing it's so difficult. Why does it seem like when I start out and I believe God and things are going to happen and it's going to be awesome and, and we start off with this new thing, why does it seem like new is so difficult? Why does it seem like things get in my way or hinder me from allowing God to do great things in my life? And like, is it my fault or is it somebody else's fault? When difficulty comes, is God mad at me? You know what I mean? Like, is something taking place? And this is what I thought about yesterday. If you watched 
Facebook Live or you got on social media yesterday, you might have seen I put on uh, Facebook that we were sledding kind of close to our house and we had a, a great time with some friends and family. And But I went on this blue sled with Haston. If I go on the inner tube sled, everything works great. But I went on the blue sled with Haston and we rode it down together and there's a little bump. And I'm telling y'all, I went down and I hit the bump and I landed, and my back is still laying there on that hill from yesterday. And so I was going over. I had great intentions. We had a great time. And at the very end, the trajectory of my life seemed to change. And I know it's just an illustration with a hill, but it changed things, and it's difficult. And, and so why does difficult seem to be aligned with new? Why does it seem like when I set out to do these things that difficult things start coming in my way and it's hard and I don't like it? And it, 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 and I just, I remember I was walking back to the car to get back to the house and I was thinking to myself, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, how, does the, how do these things happen? And we feel that way so often. Like, we feel like we should tell God, God, why did you do this? Like, I, I thought you wanted me to set apart and do new. I I thought you wanted me to, to, to have a difference in my marriage this year, and then it seems like things come against my marriage, and I thought things were going to be different at work, and it seems like the first week back to work in the new year, things started coming against me. And there's two, there's two like churchy words, Bible words that I want to teach you today, and some of you know them and some of you don't, but that doesn't really matter. This is going to be simple as justification and righteousness. Two churchy words, justified. Some of y'all watch that show, Justified. Justification means just as if I'd never sinned. That's what we do, isn't it? We try to justify what we do, even if it's wrong, to make it just as if I'd never sinned. And not even necessarily to God. We do it to other people. And the righteousness means right standing with God. We want people to think we have a right standing with God, so we justify our actions. I've heard people say many times the ends justified the means. Or, or what the outcome was justified what I was doing. And, and I think that's what we try to do in our life. But God set this up where it's fairly simple for us. That doesn't mean easy, but fairly simple for us. I'm convinced. I'm convinced that God gave us a simple principle in Luke chapter 16, that if we'll just follow these couple things, that life may not be easy, but things can become new and different, and you can be more than a conqueror in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. This is, this is what I'm believing this year and what I'm convinced that God set up for us to share today. Luke chapter 16, three verses, 10, 11, and 12. It says, one who is faithful in a little is also going to be faithful with much. I've heard many people say, you know, my marriage would be better if I just had a little more money. If I just had a little more stuff, we could do things. But the reality is, if you're not faithful with where you are, you won't be faithful with more because it says in one who is dishonest in a little bit will also be dishonest with much. And then he kind of, Jesus kind of explains this one layer deeper here. He says, if then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth the wealth of this world, who will entrust you to the true riches, to the true heavenly riches? Who will trust you with this if you haven't been faithful with this? And then the last verse that we're going to share today says, and, and if you have not been faithful with that which belongs to another or that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? So if you have not been faithful with someone else's stuff, who will give you? 
that which belongs to another. And there's two principles that I want to share with you with justified and righteous. And what we try to do, we try to let our ends justify our means so often and, and try to make sure that everybody thinks we're right. And there's two simple things I want to give you this morning. The first one is being faithful to God or faithful with what belongs to God. Now think about this. I'm not going to throw the verse up, but I love this. One of my favorite stories in the Bible. First Chronicles chapter 29, David has given billions of dollars. And that just is mind-boggling to give that much money. To have that much money, right, is crazy. But to give that much money is nuts. And David is standing before his entire kingdom that could gather around. And they are setting apart the temple that his son would actually build. But they brought together all the stuff, all the wood, all the gold, all the stuff. And, and before the entire assembly, he says this prayer in First Chronicles Chapter 29, who am I and who are my people that we get to give these things? Because everything comes from God and everything is distributed by God. You see, this is what I think the problem is with things becoming new and why I get off course in my life. It's not that God forgot me. It's that I forgot God. It's that when I'm in the middle of a struggle, I think that God's forgotten me. When actually God's taking me somewhere, I just choose to not trust him anymore. And this is what we do. And I need y'all to lean in and listen to this. We then in those moments decide that we have to make it happen. And so we begin to justify actions to make sure the ends can be met. We begin to make our way through and decide that we'll do it our way. But God is doing a new thing. God is doing a new thing. And if I don't do it God's way, that I'm not doing his new thing. I'm doing Mark's new thing. And if I do Mark's new thing, that, that's all fine and good. But it's not going to be where God's wanting to go. And it will hurt me. And it is not for my good. And here's the reality. Here's the reality. Verse 11 says, if then you have not been faithful with unrighteous wealth, the wealth of this world. Listen, people say all the time, if, if someone won the lottery, would you take a tenth of it for the church? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's all unrighteous wealth until it hits the hands of the Lord. And it, every bit, every dollar, every piece of gold, every evil person or rich person, it's all from God. It just hits the hand of Mark Pangle and what I do with it. It's not what I get, it's what I do with it. It's what happens when it hits my hands that makes the difference. And so many of us set out to be faithful with God's money because everything that ever touches my hand is God's. But, but if I start justifying it and saying, I'll catch up, come on now, this is what we all do. I'll catch up. I'll do it later. Pastor, I, I know you're right that the Bible teaches over and over as a biblical principle from front to back that Jesus didn't come to abolish the law but to fulfill it in his name, that he raised the standard and gave us grace, that, that it's not like you shouldn't give your first to God anymore. This is what I think happens, y'all, is we look at unrighteous wealth and we think, yeah, but I can't afford it. I've heard so many people say this, I can't afford it. I can't, I can't afford, Pastor, to, to I only make $10,000 and I can't afford the first thousand to go to the Lord. But here's what I'm telling you, and I'm standing convinced because it's my testimony. It's what God's done in my life. You can't afford not to. Because your income doesn't come from the man that writes your check. Your income is how much you trust God. And, and what hits your hands and passes through is a sign of how much you trust him. And I'm not saying you should give away 90% of your money. 
I'm not saying you should give away 50% of your money, but here's what I am saying. I've heard many people say, Pastor, I believe that you should give, but, but I'm not sure about the church. I'm not saying this church, because I know many of you watching don't go to Four Points Church, but the house that you worship at is the place that you should give to first. All these other things are awesome. You should give to these organizations as should we. We believe in this principle and we give our first. But most of us say, I can do all these things. I believe these principles. I will follow. But I can't. He can't have my money now. I'm just telling you that Jesus started with this one. And it's interesting to me that most people out there, I'm talking anywhere in the world that you're watching today, most people believe God. And I believe that most of you believe God. But you just don't trust him with your money. And, and the result of this is, it feels like when I'm going down and I hit the bump, and then my, my life gets off course just a little bit, and I might say, Pastor, I can't do January because January's tight, but I'll come back in February. And you know, it almost never happens. And then people look back at 2017 at the end of it and say, I really wanted God to do a new thing, but what happened? What happened is that you weren't faithful with what belongs to God, that everything that hits your hands is God's. And I want him to bless it and cover it. And he's promised us that that's the case. And then I just believe that it's also your time. I just believe that it's also your time. I believe that if, if people, like, I don't think that you should give 2.4 hours of 24 hours. And, and like, if you don't do 2.4 hours, I, don't, I think you can get real legalistic real fast and say, I did this, so I'm doing good. It's about your heart. It's not about how much exactly when it comes to time and when it comes to spending time with your family, when it comes to these things. But if I'm not willing to set apart and change and trust God with my time and turn off the TV and get in the word, or play that worship music, or spend some time praying. If I'm not willing to do that, it's not so that I have a good day. It's because I get to spend time with the Lord. And if I'm not willing to do that, then I'll justify it and say, well, I just didn't have enough time. You had enough time to do something. And I'm telling you, with your money and your time and your gift, your talent, with whatever you have, whatever God's put in your hand, in your heart, in your life, you will figure out and then justify what you want to do. But if you want to be righteous before God, it's not what you do, it's what your heart has been done to. It's what God did in you that changes that. And if he's done it, then I can't help but live for him. I can't help but praise, come on somebody. I can't help but shout. I want people to know and the world to know. And the first thing that I'm going to do is not ask this question, because I think this is the key question, y'all. I'm not going to ask, how much do I have to do? I'm going to ask God, what would you have me do, and how much can I do? And it's not legalism, and it's not, it's not a weight that we bury people with. But I'm telling you guys, I want this for you, and that's why I'm giving it to you today. I believe that God assigned me for this. And so, have you been faithful with what belongs to God? Question one, because you're not starting a new thing if you haven't been. And then the second one, and I think this one... Is really big to understand God will supply all my needs. Philippians 4, I love this verse, y'all. You should circle this. You should start this in your Bibles. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches, not my riches, not my talent. Not, my, my employer is not who supplies my needs. The Lord Jesus is, and he will supply. I'm not sure I can trust him. Have you ever trusted him? Because you, you can't start a new thing of the same old stuff you've been doing. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over and expect a different result and keep justifying the needs. And so let me ask you, 
Do you believe that God can richly supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Jesus, in Christ Jesus? Let this be a verse for you today. And the second one is faithful with another man's things is how we could word it. Faithful with what belongs to someone else. What does that mean, Pastor? I believe the church should be the greatest employees on the planet. I don't think anybody, I, I, I believe that, that you, wherever you sit, should be the people that people are begging to hire, trying to hire, because we're faithful, no matter what my boss is like. And I think about this, faithful with someone else's things. I belong to my beloved, and my beloved is mine. When I said yes to Leah and she said yes to me, we became each other's. If I'm unfaithful to my wife with another, I'm being unfaithful to that which belongs to another. People justify these and say, well, my wife wasn't giving me this. My husband wasn't doing this. Flirtation is just like that. Things that we do on TV and the internet is just like that. I'm being unfaithful and I begin to justify it by saying if my wife would just, if my husband would just, if my future spouse, if I, we can't be unfaithful with what belongs to someone else. If at work what you think is, what's the least I have to do to get by? Then you may be getting a paycheck, but you're not being faithful with another man's things. I believe that God has set you up to change the culture of your workplace and in everything that you do at your home and in everything that you're doing there. I believe that we should lead the way when it comes to honor and that we should look at our boss's position as someone that God put over us, even if we don't like them. And we should be faithful considering their things something that I should treat like it's my own. Because I'm telling you, if you own the business, that your boss owns, you would treat it differently. And then look what he says here, because I find this fascinating. And if you have not been faithful with, with someone else's things, who will give you that which is your own? Let me translate that for you in, in Mark's terminology. If you've not been a good second, why would God make you first? Why would God set you up for it to be any different type of culture than taking, 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 taking rather than serving and loving and being the hands and feet of Jesus at your workplace, at your home, where you play? People look at us and I'm telling you, no one, no one, no one wants to go hire church people. I'm tired of that and I believe that we've been called to a kingdom culture that is different and that is set apart. I believe that people should look at us when we tip our waitresses and they should say, I want to serve their table every time. It's not based on what they do. It's based on what God did in me through Jesus Christ. It's based on the fact that he has resurrected from the dead, that he is alive, that he is seated on God's right hand and I am his son. And I want the world to know that I am convinced that he is alive in me. I cannot do that by just tithing, listen to this, by just being faithful with what God's put in my hands because many people do that and many people walk out and don't do this. And God's doing a new thing, but I'm doing my old thing if I'm still doing this. If I'm not being faithful with what God put in my hands and if I'm not being faithful with what belongs to another man, this, it reminds me of this story, y'all. For nine years, I coached basketball, eight of which I coached with one of my very close friends, Kevin Padgett. I have a big personality, as many of y'all know, and I love to coach. And 
But Kevin was the guy. It was my job while I was coaching for him to not be the guy. And when people tried to give me credit, Kevin gave me a lot of authority when I was coaching with him. He let me do the substituting. He let me set up a lot of things. He allowed me to lead. But it was always us meeting and his final decision because the weight rested on him, not me. We won three state championships. I'm thankful for that. But I want you to know that when people would come up and say, I know that the talent is probably a lot of you. Or maybe someday you should be the head coach. Because people are deceitful. When our hearts are deceived, we will deceive others. And when people would do that, I would always think to myself, yeah, but you don't understand. It's my job to build his culture and what God placed in his heart because God placed him as the head coach, not me. I believe because I was faithful in that, God's put people like Austin in my life and in our awesome staff in our life to do the same thing here. And I'm so thankful for that. The question I have for you is when people look at you, do they think they talk a good game, but they walk out and they're not being faithful with what belongs to another man? I love this, y'all. Revelation 3 and 21 says, The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne. This is Jesus talking about you, the conqueror. And grant him that he can sit down with my father on his throne. He's allowed, he's given us the right to be called his children, his sons and daughters. I just want you to know that when God set me forward and set my heart on fire this year, that I believe that this was the point. The reason that I loved writing those 21-day things is not so that you think I'm a good writer, because believe me, it's a challenge for me. But it's because I'm convinced that God is setting all things new that God is doing a new thing, that God wants to do that new thing in you. But I need you to hear this. Just because my attitude is excited does not mean I won't hit a bump and go off course and then begin to justify my means. And this is how I want to close. A couple years ago, I was driving to Virginia to see a good friend of mine at his church and hang out with him. And there's a couple people in the car with me. We were uh, about three-quarters of the way there. And I get pulled over. I was doing 79 and 70. And I got a ticket for reckless driving in the state of Virginia. Anything over 80 miles an hour is considered reckless driving. I got six points. That is not good, everybody. I'm just telling you. I got six points. I was so frustrated when I got home. I was like, man, how is this possible? And then I thought about this. Seems like in the past when I've gotten pulled over, I've said like a couple of these things. Yeah, but they, did you not see that? Range Rover that was going 85 and I was only going 81. Failing to consider the fact that 81 is 11 over a 70 mile an hour speed zone and I'm guilty. Yeah, but, 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 but they were doing it worse than I was. Do you know in that moment it doesn't even matter what they were doing, what anybody else was doing? Here's the truth. I was speeding. Was the punishment harsh? In that case, I felt like it was, but at the end of the day, I deserved a punishment. And this is what I find fascinating is that's what we do in our lives all the time is say, one day I will do this. Yeah, but God, look what I'm doing. We must stop saying, yeah, but, 
And we, we must consider what God has done for us. This is what the change happens in, y'all. This is the vehicle in which God chooses to change us. I'm not asking you to be legalistic with your money and set it all on a table and go, this one's to God and this one's to God. Because your heart can still be far off. That has nothing to do with your heart. At the end of the day, this all boils down to your heart. And if I'm sitting in that driver's seat and the cop comes up to me and says, why were you speeding? And I begin to justify my actions instead of saying, you know what, I'm guilty. And I deserve the punishment. But here's the great news. God saw fit to take your place of your punishment that you deserved through the person of Jesus Christ. And all he wants you to do is live in him and allow him to live through you. With my money, what comes in is flowing out. With my time, what comes in is flowing out. I only have a certain amount of time, but I want him to be glorified through my time. With my language this year, I want things to become new. I want people to realize the truth of Jesus not by not saying things and saying certain things only, but because my heart is close to him. I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor principalities, nor darkness, nothing can separate me from his love. And because I stand convinced, I will show the world through that, not trying to convince them, but because I'm convinced that Jesus is the only way, that, that there's no reason that my punishment of my separation from God should have been taken by Jesus Christ, but it was. And as a result, I, I will stand as a man convinced. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God in me. And we will display it to the world. How do we change the world? By going out and making the culture out there of take, 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 take. It's all about me. Become null and void through it's all about him and then others. What have you done with what belongs to God? What have you done with what belongs to another man? Have you been faithful? And if you haven't, here's the great news. It can start today. But the only thing that really changes everything is a personal relationship with Jesus. And I just ask you, right where you sit, right where you are, right where you're watching this, to evaluate this question. Have I given my heart and life to Jesus Christ? Because that's the way that he really makes all things new. I'm telling you that you're more than a conqueror in Jesus Christ and that we're going to change the world. But the way that we're going to do it is when we hit a bump, we're going to get back on that board, and we're going to keep on going because God is doing a new thing. I love you guys. I want to pray with you, and I can't wait to see you next week. I'm telling you, this series, His and Hers, is going to change things for many people. Will you pray with me? God, I'm so thankful for what you're doing, and I'm thankful that you're doing a new thing. Today, we are standing convinced that your way is right and that your way is true. We will give our first to God. We will give our best time to God. Lord, we will give you everything that you've required so that we can show ourselves faithful because we judge that you're good and you're right. And God, I just pray today a blessing over every person that will hear this message, every person that is under the sound of my voice, every person that is a four-pointer. I just pray that you'll bless them and help them through what they're doing. God, give us eyes to see where we've justified what is not ours even to justify. And we begin to walk faithfully with you. God, you are setting up a new thing, and I'm thankful. And God, I believe you're going to change hearts and lives as a result. I can't wait to watch you work, Lord, in 2017, because this year is yours. And the world is yours and everything in it. We love you, Jesus, and we just aim to serve you because you served us first and love you. 
because you loved us first in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all be blessed. We'll see you next week. Be safe today. Enjoy the sledding. We love you guys.